Hey, welcome, Dueling Coaches Show. I'm here with Coach Mark and Coach Ray. I am your host, Tristan Bryant, and we have a couple of topics, three from Coach Ray and three from Coach Mark, and I have a topic as well, and we'll finish it off with top three, bottom three at the end. Just like music. Ladies and gentlemen, we do have a little bit of a different episode today. We are uh, we're playing hurt. We're injured. We're under the weather. Uh, poor Tristan. Uh, you know, little guy, he's got a little tummy ache. He's, you know, his throat's not feeling well, so he's going to be a little late to school. Um, Ray, any thoughts? Yeah, lots of green tea, man. Lots of green tea. Uh, you, you can't push yourself too hard. I know he's a, he's a top-notch athlete. Um, I believe this, this stems, sickness like this stems from a lack of eating food off the floor, probably washing his hands too much. So uh, be advised, public health service, you got to build up that immune system, Mark. Did you just call him soft? <laughs> no, that's a, nah, I would never. I would never. I called his entire generation. Oh, well, there it is. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming in hot. Um, my question is, how much are you actually believing this illness? Or is this, um, you know, I sign my letter of intent. I get a little bit of pub on the Dueling Coaches podcast show. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, hey, maybe I'll take a day off. Let them know how much they miss oh, me. Oh, are you suggesting, okay, I, I got to figure this out. So either A, you're suggesting he's big-timing us, or B, he took a private jet to Malta and maybe uh, had a little too much fun uh, hanging out with people and couldn't get the, uh, you know, couldn't get the, the, the coach seat coming back. Is yeah, that I think it was uh, the Bahamas. Um, but, but yeah, it's, he's clearly, you know, missed a connection flight and, and now he's big time in us. No, uh, we do hope Tristan feels better. That's all just in good fun. Um, we got three topics. Ray's got three topics. We're going to dive right in. Um, Ray, why don't you kick us off with your first topic? Ooh, okay. Okay. So I've been thinking about this one for a couple weeks here. Um, I made an enormous mistake, uh, sort of an enormous life mistake here a couple weeks ago. Uh, no, maybe two months ago, whatever it was, when I decided I was not going to sign up for one running race, not going to sign up for two running races, I actually decided to sign up for three races, 5K, 10K, 15K, over a span of three months. Can you believe that, Coach Mark? Um, I do believe it. I don't think it was a good idea. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked by it, too. Yeah. So what I thought I would do, you know, and in in, in yet another rendition of advice you didn't ask for, is I just, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that decided to run these different races. And actually, coming up on Saturday, uh, when I think the show is going to air will be the day that I do my 10K. So I already got done with the 5K. And as I was running, um, to keep myself from thinking about just keeling over and and, uh, lying on the side of the road, uh, I actually decided to turn it into a bit for the radio. I just I want to inform and give people advice on what to do and what to not do, right? We used to do a, a segment called Don't Be That Guy uh, to make sure that people don't judge you at a 5 to 10 k any kind of race. Yeah, you, cool? you used to do Don't Be That Guy, and now it's raise tips. And I, I would love to go one episode sometime in the future without Ray giving tips, but uh, since he's already started – Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, why don't you grab your pencil and your pen and a piece of paper? Grab both, you know, because you never know. Um, Something you might need to underline. Maybe grab a highlighter, some whiteout, you know, whatever you need um, for your writing. Just just not a computer or a typewriter because Ray's got some serious stuff he's going to bring. Okay, so tips on how to not judge people during a 5 or 10 or, what is it, 40K? 
Okay, so you were close. Tips to not get judged. Oh. Tips to not get, so, like, don't, don't be this ridiculous person at the race. Okay, so first, I'm going to give you some tips on things you can do. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like a, I'm a 40-year-old trapped in an 85-year-old man's body, so it's a, it's a real old man get off my lawn moment when I go out in public. And so these are things that aren't going to bother me. And, and I'm, yes, I'm putting myself at sort of the bar here, if that makes sense. Okay, let's hear it. Okay. So if you want to bring your dog, that's fine. If you want to, um, you want the recreational people, people that just that walk it, the people that, that lightly jog or run jog, like none of that bothers me. If you want to make a, a statement and wear a costume or you want to wear some sort of sign, none of these things bother me, like, like races are a good way to do all of this stuff. So I just want to be clear, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge any of those people, uh, especially around athletic ability, because quite frankly, if you're walking a five K, I'm probably gonna be like right in front of you slow jogging <laughs> Well and you know, you might stop at a garage sale and buy a lamp. I mean I'm I'm <laughs> Are you going to carb load beforehand with some fettuccine Alfredo? Uh, I'm getting a, a lot of office vibes here from uh, from Michael Scott's uh, rabies run. Yeah, it's a great episode, by the way. If you don't know, if you've never seen it, you need to watch it. Okay, but here's the most important part. Here's what you don't do. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I saw every single one of these things at this last race I did, and I'm certain I'm going to see it. Okay, so number one, oversized headphone guy like i get it beats headphones are super nice and they're really expensive i'm not sure like the the full size beats headphones are designed for a running race when it looks like you're getting a club set uh in the middle of a 5k so like you don't want the uh like the construction workers or the shotgun shooters like ear protection (laughs) headphones like yeah the the sweat on those might be a little gross places yeah. To have the oversized headphones. Yeah. Or in the radio studio. I'm feeling judged right now, Ray. You're judging me. Yeah. No, no. You're, that's where you should. Okay. And, I, I, you know, some people might say that this is a safety issue because, uh, you know, you can't hear direction or whatnot when you have them on. I don't even care about safety in this case. This <laughs> is really just going to look ridiculous and be the guy with the oversized headphones. What, okay. if, what if the oversized uh, headphones are a part of a costume? Totally different. Yeah, okay. you're right. The, the, now, now our our beams have crossed, and that's that's a completely different story. You can't cross the streams, man. God, we've already got some <laughs> some great references so far. A little Ghostbusters on a Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that's that, that's all good. So, so that that completely changes the game if it's part of a costume. Okay. I'm... Next up, extreme warm up person. Oh yeah. Okay? I I don't know this for a fact. I don't because I don't check the uh, how much money the winning person wins on a random 5K in the middle of friggin' snow and 24 degrees here in Salt Lake City, Utah. But I'm pretty sure you're not buying a car, okay? So, like, the people that show up and they feel like they have to go through their entire hour-and-a-half routine when, at most, like, on a 5K, you're running for 45 minutes, bro. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Are there? You actually got me wondering because I don't know that I've ever done one of these. Is there actually a yeah. prize to to win? Yeah, I I think it's like a I think it's like a, a gift card to Chili's or something. The bowl of soup and a free haircut. Uh, yeah. Wow. So okay, we're gonna just keep these movie references going without Tristan here to stop me. I'm I'm spiraling out of control. Uh, you're talking about like the cable guy warm up. Yes. Yes. So one thousand percent. That's a great. 
that's a great analogy or metaphor or simile or whatever the heck it is. But um, it is it is exactly that. And people like get there and they are like pumped. And and because I'm doing a 5K, 10K, 15K, like it's only going to get worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 10K, like it's just going to get worse with these people. I want to know how short the shorts are going to be, Ray, because. Because I've got a challenge for you, and I think the more thigh you show, the more pasty white thigh you show, um, the, the better your time's going to be. So wh- is it worth mm. it to, to, to get a better time to show a little thigh, or are you, like, again, worried about people judging you? And, it, yeah, so what do you think? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. We've known each other for over a decade. I think you know me better than that. I don't worry about people judging me. Oh. I worry about people getting judged by me. That's how much <laughs> I that's how much stock that I put in my own opinion. So you're gonna be out there in a speedo, huh? Oh yeah, I have no problem with that. That's not a problem. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got stripes. a couple more. I got a couple more here. Okay. Um reflective vest or lights guy. Okay. I understand when you run early in the morning or you run later at night, like dawn dusk or before the fence, whatever. Like, you don't want to get hit by a car, so you wear one of those dangly little, like, vests that come off. When you're in the middle of a 5K, you're in, a, like, a, a cordoned-off area. Like, <laughs> no one's going to – there's not a car that's going to be like, oh, look at those 800 people running. I'm about to drive through them. Nope, there's a guy with a safety vest. Better stop. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, well, so I'm reminded of the, uh, the guy in the shotgun shooting outfit, the costume, because um, he needs yeah. to be wearing a safety vest for sure. And that's that's yeah. uh, that's definitely how that should be. And then uh, the other side of that is, you know, if you like practice how you play, right? So if you oh every God. run you go on is four in the morning and it's dark because okay. you know you have a life, you're gonna yeah. It, are are reflective vests the shooting sleeves of the running world? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, um, they're just as bad. Just uh, as bad. The only I, I did come up as I was running and um, getting my, my behind picked by most people there. I was thinking about when would it be acceptable to wear a reflective vest. And the only thing I came up with is that it was in, in honor of somebody else who had passed away who wore that vest. It's the only time. Oh, man. You just got really personal with it there. Uh, <laughs> well, I've never had that. I don't even own one of those vests. Like, I feel like when I go out for a run at night, like, I'm rolling the dice. You know, it's like buying vegetables at the grocery store. You don't return it, Seinfeld. You don't return it. Like, that's the risk you take, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then and then if you have that sitting in your closet, you've got to use it for something, right? So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I definitely agree that, uh, you know, it, you don't want to get one of those. But you and I have both been on the side of the road picking up litter, I mean, for one reason or another that we don't have to go into, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hey, I did my hours. Um, okay, <laughs> last one, and this was incredible. Like, I, I, I'm not going to talk about the 82-year-old man that blew by me in the Oregon Duck that. Ayo, oh. um, I'm going to talk about the dude who straight up ran the, the, the 5K in cargo pants. No. Not cargo shorts, cargo pants. Like, no. what, what could you, like, what would be going through your mind to possibly wake up in the morning and say, I need 13 pockets on this run? Well, I mean, you've got to put your Beats headphones somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But, wow. I mean, that, in 24-degree weather, do you give him, like, a partial pass? Like, instead of, like, judging what an idiot, but you're like, uh, you know, what are you doing? Like, yeah. maybe it goes from name-calling to questioning. Uh, but, yeah, if you're – first of all, did Phil Knight run this 5K? You said an 82-year-old in an Oregon Ducks hat. Did, did he yeah. run past it- you, former track athlete? 
It was it was it was not so nice, but he still he still destroyed me. So I don't know who he was, but shout out to that guy. Yeah. You know, if I see him at the ten k, I'm just gonna give up. Yeah, just start flapping wings and you'll go ducks. <laughs> um. So yeah. So there you go. There you go, Coach Mark. That that's my list. Yeah. Don't be that guy when you go to running races, please. Gotcha. The love of everything, and if you know the next time you show up, uh, if I see you warming up way too heavy, wearing oversized uh, headphones and a reflective vest with cargo pants, I'm just, I'm just gonna give you a thousand dollars. Hey, walk up and hand it to you, be like, you're the man See, or so woman. You're you're worried about five k, ten k, fifteen k. I'm worried about four hundred one k, Ray. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's an that's an old guy comment right there little mic drop for you okay so uh my topic and uh and i i loved hearing about your running please keep us posted on that because we all really care um as long as you don't end up on the side of the road in a ditch passed out um because of your fettuccine alfredo carb loading will i think we'll be okay um and kind of speaking of injuries if i can segue with that uh you know i was trying to think of topics for this week and and there's just you know, a couple of names came up and a couple of people that are uh, in a certain category of athlete that's very, very specific. Um, and I kind of borrowed this from a social media post I saw, but we're tweaking it, so that's okay. Um, my question for you, Ray, is there's some of the greatest athletes of all time that we really never got to see, um, you know, what their peak potential was or have them really follow through and finish their career the way that we wanted it to be. Um, it, so for you, uh, and w- let's just go, we can do NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. We can kind of you know, narrow it down a little bit. But in those three sports, is there an athlete that you wish we could do a career reset for because we didn't get to see what they could be because of injury? Oh, Okay. Okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. I, th- I have three that just popped in my head. Now, as you know, in the show, we do absolutely no prep. None. So I haven't thought about this more than 32 seconds. So I'm just going to come right up to them. Now, I'm going to start with NBA because you know I am an, an NBA guy. Um, and I'm going to shock you by not giving you a Celtics player. Like, we're not going to go to no Raj on this one because I'm pretty sure smoking at halftime is bad yeah. for your, uh, your stat line, right? Um, I'm going to go with Penny Hardaway. Ooh. Um, I know, I know. I, Penny Hardaway, 6'9", point guard, uh, moved incredibly well. Uh, I mean, those early, those early Orlando teams with Shaq, uh, so much fun, Nick Anderson, Dennis Scott, those teams. And I just I don't think we got the greatest Penny. He started, he started the climb. He got hurt. He battled injuries. Um, he ended his career in a very, um, I don't want to say lackluster because that, that almost like puts him down. I think he did the best he could with the injury situation he had, but I don't think we got the best of him. Yeah. So that, uh, the microfracture surgery took out a lot of careers for sure. That microfracture mm-hmm. bone, I think that's in like the knee area. Um, yeah, wait, you said, did you say Penny Hardaway or did you say Butch McRae? <laughs> oh, Neon the Dope. Yeah. Shout out Blue Chips if you haven't seen that movie. Uh, get with the program, Tristan. I know you're listening. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, he kind of rode off into the sunset out here in the Valley, which was cool to have Penny Hardaway um, as a son to, to close out his career. But definitely uh, not the not – the, 
you know, the hype machine was so built up for him. He didn't have the career that he wanted. I'm going to kind of – I'm glad that you played Penny Hardaway in that card because my idea – I thought you were going to take right off the bat. And uh, okay. speaking of off the bat, I'm actually going to knock out two sports with one athlete, and I think you know who I'm – I hope you know who I'm referring to as far as uh, an injury that ended a career too early, and that is one Vincent Bo Jackson. Uh, <laughs> of course. The, the, I, I, I have a bow take, but go ahead. You go first. You have a bow take. I, no, I know. Don't, don't hold back on me. I want to hear this. <laughs> I, there's a piece of me, like there's so much lore around Bo Jackson, and ESPN did a really good uh, 30 for 30 about it. Just all the, the random stories and which ones are true and which ones are not. The fact that he had a shortened career almost helps that. So while I agree with you, like I would have loved to see what that guy could do in both sports. Some of it, like, would we be missing some of the lore that is Bo Jackson from, like, when the dude was in high school and college? I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the interesting side of it because when we grew up, they were like mythic creatures and like gods. Like, I always remember looking at the Guinness Book of World Records, and there was some, like, 9-foot-11 dude from, like, Mongolia that was just mythical. And, and nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like, if you don't see a picture, if, even if you do see a picture, you think it's, it's doctored. If you see a video, it's fake. But, like, with social media, with, um, with everybody having a camera right on their hip and a video camera right on their hip, uh, like, we could, we could have met Bo Jackson when we were in college, and I could have recorded yeah. it on my flip phone as, like, a video, and I could show it to you on, a, like, a half-inch screen, and, and it would be the grainiest pixelated thing, and I'd go, that's Bo Jackson, and you wouldn't believe me. So there was kind of that myth, you know, mythical lore about how amazing he was, you know, about how he jumped over cars or about how he, you know, threw a rock and hit a pig in the head and killed it. Like, the guy has some unbelievable stories that, you know, it's like Babe Ruth. Like, you can't, you know, did Babe Ruth actually point to the outfield, call his shot, and hit a home run? We'll never know because there weren't 5,000 people in attendance all holding up their camera at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. The thing that's interesting, though, um, like, I don't think you can understate, and, and some of the documentaries and things have gone into this, understate how important Tecmo Bowl was for both <laughs> Axemen. Because, like, in Tecmo Bowl, and anyone who's played that game, and Tristan has no idea, thank God he's not here today, um, like, you know that Christian Okoye, like, you couldn't tackle that guy in nope. that game. And you know Barry Sanders was so fast and could just go around anybody. And then somebody said, what if we put those two together? What would it look like? And someone in the back of the room went, Bo Jackson. Now, I don't know if that is actually how it happened, but it's certainly how it seems like it happened in, in the game. Because even if you were able to catch Bo Jackson on Tech Mobile, like, you couldn't tackle the guy. Yeah, it felt like the most popular video game screen as far as sports goes was the, the one they would flash to when Bo Jackson – uh, scored a touchdown, and it would say touchdown yep. on the top of the screen, and they're holding him up with the black and silver. Bo Jackson was the player you could run all the way back to your own goal line and then turn yep. around, and, and, and it was flat two-dimensional, so you're looking at it from yep. that top view. But, um, yeah, anybody you go up to that's our age that has any clue about sports and you say, hut, 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 they know that you're talking about Tecmo Bowl. Um, that was a long time ago. And, Ray, I will take your next – because you said you had three, and I'm impressed. Uh, your next injured yeah. athlete career reset. Yeah, well, now i got to remember which one. Um, okay, <laughs> here's my next one, uh, football. And I, th- I think you told me this, so I'm sorry if I get this wrong, but Lincoln High School's own Terrell Davis. Yep. 
Yep, he played center dude, and nose tackle at Lincoln. Seasons, eight seasons, whatever it was like, that guy could ball, man. And he was just one of those big backs. Um, obviously, delivered a couple Super Bowls to John Elway, uh, carried that, uh, carried him on his back and whatnot. Like I, I just love Terrell Davis. I think he was incredible. Uh, he was like the second coming of Earl Campbell. Uh, is an old reference for you. Um, and uh, I just thought he was great and then gone. Yeah, like so many, like so many other, like he just disappeared and was suddenly gone. Yeah, and you know the migraines. That was the other thing. It wasn't like a, yeah. it wasn't like a knee or a hip. It was, it was migraines that there were times when he was sitting on the sidelines. I remember, and he couldn't even see. Um, but they still would hand him the ball. Uh, yeah. So Lincoln High School, for those that don't know, I coached. Uh, basketball there in San Diego at, at Lincoln High School and he was one of the all-time legendary um, alumnus that that came from Lincoln and uh, played nose tackle and center for them that's the that's the trivia question not a running back in high school and then turns into an all-pro Hall of Famer it's pretty crazy stuff um, I'm gonna take the Oregon bingo free space since uh, we need to at least say that once an episode now uh, I'm going to go uh, Luke Ryan Jackson. Um, <laughs> pandering. Obvi- yeah, pandering. Obviously a little bit biased, but shout out to Big Luke. Uh, six foot seven guard uh, who could attack the rim and, and shoot the lights out. You know, the Cavaliers, he's, he's listed on a couple of, of you know websites now as being a bust, but uh, the Cavaliers drafting him, it, it, it made perfect sense because he was a shooter. And uh, and another a term that my dad loves to use is they, he called him and described his game as being a, a gunner, and that's that's exactly what it is. And having you know LeBron who was able to attack the rim and and you know probably the greatest of all time, sorry Ray, uh, be able to have that kind of shooter in the corner as a rookie, um, I, I think Luke would have been an unbelievable. I, you know I think he had just had everything that you needed, and then first week of rookie ball. Uh, you know, herniates two discs in his back and he's done. And he ended up fighting through it. Uh, had it, you know, still scored 30 points in a game for Toronto, played for Miami, the Clippers, your Celtics, the Blazers. He battled um, through that injury. But uh, I, I think he could have been a, a really great career. You know, if nothing else, I think he would have outworked a lot of people. And um, I was, you know, it probably would have changed my career path as far as being able to coach with him. But, and obviously I'm a little bit biased being that he's a duck and I was a huge fan and, and got to work with him and everything. But uh, that's one career that I wish I would have seen. And what's crazy about, and that's kind of why I thought about this topic, is you, you, you don't know how many people are like that where you look at them and go, oh, that guy's a bust. But, in fact, they have some unbelievable injury um, or something came up, migraines, whatever it is, uh, that you don't, you don't really expect to know about. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great call. The other thing, I, I don't know if you're actually thinking through this very well, because if he had maximized his career, yep. I can almost guarantee he's not going to be in a schlub like you's wedding. So <laughs> you don't have any friends. So like you know, you gotta you gotta take the good with the bad. Yeah, I mean, you know that that injury might have been the best thing that ever happened to me. No, that's terrible to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bad, you know, bad. Other than meeting my wife, you know. Sorry, honey. I you know I didn't mean that at all. Uh, so yeah. Ray, you're up. Do you got any more you want to say, or do you want to move on to the next topic? I'm trying to think. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of. 
of any baseball players. But you know, I'm not I'm not great in the baseball space. Uh, like, can I say Kerry Wood or Jose Canseco? Just kidding, I'm not going to have Frank Canseco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've got a zillion NBA players. Uh, the reason, though, I, I, let me go all the way back, full circle, to Penny Hardaway, because you, you said it's a hype. Um, there was definitely a marketing machine behind him, and that he felt it seemed like he was incredibly comfortable with. Uh, right? If you look at somebody like Grant Hill, who was kind of hyped and, and signed that Fila deal and whatnot, but he never seemed all that comfortable in the limelight, and Penny Hardaway was. So that's why I think even from a popularity perspective well i'll leave it at that um ray make sure you're keeping that microphone pinned to your mouth because there's some of those things i couldn't really hear but uh yeah i agree you know penny was penny's one of those but you also have some of those uh you have some of those careers where it wasn't necessarily because of injury you just wish you could have seen more of them like a barry sanders um you know some guys kind of rode off in the sunset a little early uh jim brown being one of them and it's like well what you know why and, and there's situations, circumstances where maybe they're that good and that the game isn't the most important thing in their lives, and I think that's healthy. But you also worry, like, man, I, I wish we could have just seen how amazing they were. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, uh, you know, I, quickly on the, the, the sound check, uh, I've, uh, I've ordered a, a pretty nice headset Ooh. from a, a very large uh, online retailer, <laughs> and it just hasn't showed up yet. So when I go into work today, I might just have to walk the aisles uh, you know, look for my name or something. Helping that stock price. I'm also being told by a certain producer here in the studio that uh, you can slow down a little bit, Ray. I know you're getting ready for this 10K race, but take a breath for crying out loud. Uh, your topic. It's probably a fair point. Um, okay, um, we're going to move off of sports a little bit um, for my second topic. And, uh, Mark, have you ever done a job interview? Uh, yeah, I've done a lot of them. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. Both of us have interviewed quite a bit for Joe Jobs. And, and uh, anybody who's ever had an interview before knows that you know, there's that, that, that 10, 15, 20-minute period right before the interview where you're trying to simultaneously calm yourself down while pumping yourself up. So I was thinking about that today. I don't even know why. Uh, probably because I've been doing a lot of interviews like on the other end, right, interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I always try to guess, and I don't know if this is a flaw of me, probably, but I always try to guess what song do I think they they listen to to like get them hyped up. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking about the interviewer before they interview you, if they're getting hyped up because um, they have so much time in their day that they're actually they're so worried about you because you're so important that they want to listen to a hype up song to prepare to talk to the Ray Moffat. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so that's an interesting take. Uh, you took that to a dark place. No, <laughs> no. I'm actually talking about the interviewees themselves. Like, if you're going into an oh. interview and you're thinking to yourself, like, i got to get pumped up for this, gotcha. my question to you, Coach Mark, is give me, give me a playlist. Not, not necessarily a playlist, but just a couple songs that you can think about that you're like, yeah, when I need to get pumped up for something, job interview, uh, ask your wife to marry you, whatever it's going to be, right? Uh, what is that song that you that you put? I won't take your iPod, but those don't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> that you put through your headphones to get yourself uh, jazzed up. <laughs> get myself jazzed up to talk to the Ray Moffat. That's funny. Um, actually, you know, before every show, uh, when when I'm driving in to work to get ready to to record this um, with the Ray Moffat and and actually be on the same phone call. <laughs> With uh, 
the one and only Record. Raymond Dean Moffitt, the junior, the third. Um, I, I listened to one, <laughs> one specific track over and over again, and it is, it is Lil John and the East Side Boys, Turn Down for What? And when you hear that song, <laughs> you're going to tell me, because it's the slow parts that get you excited, right? you got to build it up. Um, and, and a little side note, uh, speaking of one Luke Ryan Jackson, um, never forget being in the car with him during the season. We're driving down the street. He's got all the windows down and he's so excited about this song. And when the, you know, when it drops, when the beat hits, instead of turn down for what he yells, tear down the wall, which is like an unknown. Cause he didn't know the, the right lyrics. You know, you mess up <laughs> lyrics sometimes. So tear down the wall. It was the funniest thing ever. And that, that song always gets me fired up. So I'll, I'll put that in this category. Um, tear down the wall. What about you, Ray? That's good. I almost thought about doing this as the top three, bottom three, but I didn't want to bring the energy of the show down by <laughs> talking about like a bottom three, like, you know, wreck of the Edmonds with Gerald. There's no way you're going to get pumped up to. Um, number one for me, and whenever somebody asks me the song, I uh, just say it because it's kind of off the top of my head, but it's, actually true can't hold us by Macklemore every yep. time yeah yeah I feel that one too a little northwest love in there too as well um you know the that's that's one that'll get you going just because of that beat um you know for me when I was pre-game and I, I had a routine of for my basketball games where I go and get my ankles taped because I'm very injury prone as we know um from being in Park City and falling off a mountain um there's a <laughs> lot of there's a lot of songs that you could choose but I would stick with ACDC and it was like Back in Black, Highway to Hell, um, and then Thunderstruck. Uh, and I kind of got into that because of Varsity Blues. And yeah. that was like the huge song at the time was Thunderstruck, and that led me to – so I would always listen to those in a specific order and, and kind of uh, – that, that would be a pump-up song for sure. What about you, Ray? Any more? Well, my, my, my follow-up question to you is any, any songs to sort of calm you down, calm the nerves. You know, when you play – when you play basketball at Lowell High School in front of 289 people, uh, which fills the gym, uh, you sometimes got to take it down a notch. And so for me, uh, Man in the Mirror, Michael Jackson, uh, was always a really good song to just sort of cool the nerves and bring it down a level. Now, as I, as I train vigorously for 5Ks, 10Ks, and whatnot, maybe a song like Diamonds by Rihanna, you know, throw, throw some pop music on there and, uh, you know, bring myself uh, into a good space. So you're talking about like a slow descent, though, not like a hard crash, not like a, yeah, yeah. like a Sarah McLaughlin song or something where you you can just tank <laughs> everything. Um, shout out to uh, to those DJs who you know every once in a while you gotta crash the party to make sure that your your establishment where you're working um, pays the bills as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I would say to calm me down, um, I I was a Jack Johnson guy. You know, give me a little mm-hmm. bit of like, uh, what is that? Like bubbly toes or whatever, or whatever. Banana pancakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something just, just uh-huh. a little guitar and a little bit of like the Curious George soundtrack he did. He, there's some, yep. some positive stuff in there that I like. Okay. Okay. That's good, man. I, you know what? Um, tell you what, I'll, uh, I'll put this, this playlist together. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it on some of the social medias Ooh. and, uh, you can tell us we're crazy, but I'm, I'm curious out there on all the good people. What songs they get pumped up to, mostly because I'm not creative enough to come up with my own running playlist, so I need all your help. So you all give me the song, I'll put it on my playlist, and then I'll come back and tell you if it works. There you go. I got one more for you, Ray. 
And, okay, go uh, ahead. And it's it's one that I heard uh, at a football game, like right before kickoff, and I think it's kind of one of those like right about to start. And it's uh, mm-hmm. the Joker and the Thief by I think it's Wolf Mother, Wolf something. Okay. That's that. Okay, it's kind of a classic. It's that song will get you going. Dun, 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 dun. I, I shouldn't do that, but uh, we have the rights. We're good here at 88.7 <laughs> The Pulse on the Dueling Coaches Show. It's Saturday morning. You're tuned in, and uh, I'm here with Coach Moffitt. Uh, this is Coach Mark here, and we're going to move on to the next topic, if that's okay with you, Ray. Yes, sir. All right, so, uh, you know, we've got we, – football season just ended, and if you're a sports talk radio show – um, that's when the the drolls of the year start to kick in, and that's when times get hard as far as what do we talk about. And that's when we start talking about 5Ks and 10Ks because, um, you know, football is always kind of the easy one to talk about. Um, yep. My question for you is just looking at the calendar year as a whole. I mean, we talked about the gauntlet last week, and we talked about all the different sports. I mean, there's 10 sports in the gauntlet. As a reminder, for those of you who didn't check out last week, you can go download the podcast and listen to it um, at 887thepulse.com. Um, there's there's 10 different sports in, in this fantasy league called the Gauntlet. You pick a team in each sport, so there's always sports on um, for 364 days out of the year. Uh, but now that football season's over, we're winding down soccer. We're, college football's been over. Um, we kind of move into – uh, you know, spring training, we move into the, the heart of the basketball season, hockey's going. Um, it, it's not as exciting as when they have college and pro football. All of that to build up, to try to ask you, Ray, looking at the calendar of sports, and since you are the newly elected sports czar, mm-hmm. what are the best 48 hours of sport um, that you can think of in the calendar year? If you had to pick the best 48 hours, I mean, some might say, you know, Saturday and Sunday at Augusta. Some might say, um, you know, there, there's a lot of different – Super Bowl weekend's a big one. But what are your favorite uh, 48 hours of sport? Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a great question that that you've obviously had more time to think about uh, than I have. Um, Don't sound so me, surprised that I brought a, a great topic, Ray. I know it happens once in a while. No, no, no. This is this is a really this is a really good topic. Um, but you got to know that I'm not looking at a calendar, right? I'm just like <laughs> going in my head and thinking about what the heck is happening. And because you're so um, up to date on the gauntlet, I'm sure you have a much better handle on the sports calendars than me. Give me some options. Okay. Can I, can I like kick it back to you and say, give me some options? Yeah, absolutely. So um, some might say Super Bowl. Some might say college football playoff and final. Some might say, you know, the weekend at Augusta at the Masters Golf Tournament. Um, you might even think of like the f- opening weekend of March Madness yeah. or, or the final four. You know, if you could kind of take one day and then the next day and put that into 48 hours. Um, those are kind of the big ones. And then there's also NBA playoffs where you've got a lot going on at the same time. Um, you know, so like this last couple of weeks ago here in Phoenix, you could have gone to the, the Waste Management Open and the Super Bowl in the same weekend. Um, that would have been a pretty amazing 48 hours of sport. Uh, is there anything from that list that I've kind of or any, you know, wild card you want to throw in there that you think would be the best 48 hours of sport in the year? Yeah, I'm a basketball guy. So it's going to be that intersection of March Madness and NBA basketball. I love NBA basketball. I don't really get a lot in college basketball. 
um, unless the NBA has a night off or something. Um, and so once a year, they get that intersection of, I'm totally interested in every single March Madness game, whether it's Iona or, or Virginia State or whatever it is, uh, while at the same time getting to uh, click over and watch an NBA game. Because the pacing is just so different, right? You have the frenetic pace of March Madness and the more measured pace of an NBA basketball game, especially at that point in the season, um, towards the end of the season. So we are we are in my one of my favorite months of sports right now, despite the fact that football is ended. Yeah, and that's that's definitely fair. Where you can you know being the basketball uh, a fan that you are and trying to get you know all of that into one spot, but. So if it, if it's forty eight hours specifically, is it like round one of the playoffs? Is it round you know the the finals mixing in with with another sport, or is it like in the season? Yeah, that's a that's a great that's a great question. I I think it is the Sweet Sixteen weekend Ooh. because by then we've had a couple rounds to fall in love with some people, right? Mm. And, that, and there's enough games on where I can still do the bounce around and I can watch NBA basketball, um, but isn't so like. The problem with the first weekend of March Madness is I'm afraid I'm going to miss somebody, right? Yeah. If I if I really love William and Mary or a Florida team, um, or, or I just don't know it yet, right? Um, because they don't watch it during the year at home ticket over March Madness. That's why I do think it's Sweet 16 weekend. Yeah, and I, and I can see that. There's something about that opening weekend of March Madness, though, where it's ending and then another ending and then another ending. You've got that going on multiple channels. Um, just, just the way that it's chaos and excitement, all the same, especially now with the streaming services where you can have multiple TVs and a laptop going at the same time in your own house. Um, I think there's something to that. Um, so kind of leads me into the next part of this topic where if, if you could attend, and I guess that's the, the challenge with, you know, the overlapping of sports, like where you have, um, you know, like a, an NBA playoff game and then, but you also have, a college game, but they're not obviously in the same arena. Yeah. So if you could attend any 48 hours of sports, what would they be? That's a, that's a great question. Um, it's really hard to top Super Bowl slash waste management open. Yeah. They're, they're just two different cultures, right? The Super Bowl is so corporate and you're going to see a bazillion celebrities. There's going to be 50,000 things to do outside of the actual game itself. Then you get to watch the then you get to go act like a buffoon at the waste management open, and quite frankly, it's encouraged, not discouraged. And so I think like that whole mix there, I think is incredible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. I like the idea of it, but um, if I'm being completely honest, I have zero interest in going to a Super Bowl game. <laughs> zero interest. Okay. I, it just doesn't okay. appeal to me. Everything's you know, a thousand bucks to park and a thousand bucks to get a, a, you know, popcorn and a hot dog, thousand bucks to get a seat. It it just feels like so overblown. Now I would love to do like the 16th hole at the waste management. And then the next day, maybe like, uh, you know, you can kind of take, take the edge off after that crazy time where you can kind of relax and sit and watch the Super Bowl. And, but there's, you also miss the commercials. You miss kind of the hanging out with your friends. I mean, it'd be fun to be in the stadium, but NFL games, for some reason, it's just it's not really my speed. Um, I'm gonna say it's a tough call. There was one other m- kind of mashup like like that with the waste management, 
and the Super Bowl. Um, and it was a couple years ago when the Final Four was in Atlanta. So you had mm, okay. Final Four weekend and Masters at Augusta, which I keep bringing up, I know. But uh, there's something about that, uh, that event, the pageantry, the experience of seeing, you know, one of the best golf tournaments in the world. I think that would be pretty special, too. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I think one thing we're biased at uh, or biased on in this topic is, um, you know, if you can remember, Coach Mark, and if you go to our Facebook pictures of this, we went to a Final Four. We did. Now, we didn't actually attend a game. No. But we went to the Final Four and had a great time. Like, we went to the fan zone. We hung out. Like, we went uh, – it's just the energy around it and everything else. And so – just to, to your point, you know how much how much fun we can have, even if we don't go to the game yeah. that are watching it on an incredibly large TV in the quote unquote fan zone or whatever that was. So yeah, slight correction: we did go to a game. It was just an Indiana Pacers game when the Final Four was in Indianapolis. And uh, and if you'll remember, we showed up an hour late because we didn't realize the drive from St. Louis to Indianapolis included a time change. Yeah, actually, speaking of sports, are uh, the first thing I'm going to do is go ahead and change that. Um, Indianapolis should not be in the Eastern Time Zone. That's stupid. <laughs> That's a sports thing. You can do that. I, I'm with it. Yes, I'm with it. Okay, yeah. your topic. Okay, um, so this is going to be a really quick one. Um, just we're going to take three or four minutes on this, and then we're going to switch over to top three, bottom three, because we're running a little short on time here. But um, I love that you asked what the best weekend is because I know what it's not. Ooh. And that was this last, this last uh, All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. My fair city of Salt Lake City <laughs> put on what can only be described as the, the biggest stinker of an All-Star Weekend, with the exception of the slam dunk competition, which was phenomenal. Uh, they put in Mac from the G-League coming in and showing everybody how it's done. But outside of that, like, it stinks. So here's my really quick question. As bad as the NBA All-Star game is, it's not like the Pro Bowl that he's better. Right. So in your humble opinion, like, I know hockey tried to do all these tweaks, baseball trying to make. Which one is the worst? Like, can you rank them uh, going the wrong way? Like, which one is the worst uh, all the way to the least worst? Well, it's the NFL Pro Bowl, a hundred percent. That the that's the worst All Star game. Um, and and this was actually, you know, as the sports are, I'm glad that you're consulting me to fix this because clearly it's a problem. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it turned where guys are saying, I don't want to get hurt. Um, so yeah. I'm not really gonna gonna go very hard, and they'd kind of like do a slow dance and set people down on a mattress rather than like tackling. Um, and then that turned into flag football, which I guess was okay, but it's still not what it used to be, where it was exciting. Um, I think I think the NBA All Star Game is just kind of like uh, since everybody's friends now, and there's not really that like I hate you kind of competition at the top uh, like we grew up with. I think that it's it's also kind of become more of like a, a spectacle. Um, even the dunk competition, I mean, uh, you know, and, and it, to sum all of that up into one quick story, uh, my wife will tell me that her favorite dunk she's ever seen, uh, I bet you can't guess this one, was the birthday cake dunk where a guy put a cupcake on top of the, the brick of the rim, uh, lit the candle, and jumped up, blew it out, and dunked it. Like, that was really exciting. She was like, I thought it was really cute. And I said, yeah, that, that's about right. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, honey. Uh, so the, I think that, you know, everybody's just so friendly. There's so much money involved now that it's like the, the pride is, is kind of different, I'll say, of like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you every chance I get. Um, it's not as competitive in either of those sports. 
Um, the one I think is the best still is actually the the Major League Baseball All Star Game, and I think mm-hmm. that I think that with the home run derby, um, you know, they have the celebrity softball where it's kind of just goofing around, but uh, those guys will actually go out and play hard because you know if you play 162 games, baseball is is you know I'm, I say this in a terrible way, but it's kind of hard to to get injured at baseball. Um, so you know, pitchers and hitters, you kind of go hard and see. You know, can you can you touch this? Can you hit it? And uh, and it's the best of the best. So I, I still like that. Um, what about you, Ray? What what's your least favorite All Star Weekend? Do you do you feel like? And I'll answer your question in just a second. Let me politician it and say the real question. No, <laughs> um, do you feel like? Obviously, I, th- I think what you're saying is that baseball, the game itself, lends itself better. Yes. To that, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that's the thing about the Pro Bowl, like. The reason that I don't bag on the Pro Bowl is because football is such a physical game. Like, I get it. Yeah. I get why they treat it the way it is. I don't get it in basketball. Like, you hear so many stories about these incredible pickup games of these NBA guys, like, rolling this gym, this college guy was there, the first time they played against LeBron, he's in high school, and all mm. These games happen all the time. It's just for some reason when you put on that jersey that says All-Star Game, they decided they're just going to, like, pack it in. And I don't understand it at all. And it should be, like, the coolest, greatest pickup game that we all get to watch. And I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know if that means you don't sell a single All-Star Game ticket and only put, like, underprivileged children or make-a-wish kids or whatever oh, like, to get these guys to play. But for the love of God, like, you got to do something because in my well, mind as an NBA fan, like, it's an So and it's, two things come to mind. Number one, you're saying, like, the pickup games back in the day where when um, LeBron was, you know, finally out of high school. And the truth of that is, I mean, Ray, that was like 35 years ago now. Um, so, <laughs> no, that's true, but they happen now. Yeah. They happen now yeah. where – And I'll tell you, you know, exactly what uh, it is. That's that's the other thing. If you don't mind me interrupting, I apologize. Yeah, but go ahead. Um, the, the real reason why is because people are watching. I mean, you nailed it with that. It, it's, it's because people are worried about looking good rather than winning. And when it's behind closed doors – for some reason, mm-hmm. they can be active and they can just get after each other and talk all that trash. But um, I think people are afraid to show that part of themselves nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. I think with social media, I think with every replay being dissected a million times, it's harder to, to really get into that competitive mode unless there's you know playoffs or a championship on the line. And, and, mm-hmm. and they do it behind closed doors because nobody's watching and, and they can, uh, you know, it's who's the alpha. But if you get a bunch of alphas together and there's nothing really to play for, they kind of just step back and go, okay, well, we'll figure it out. Um, I do like the, you know, the whole play to the number as opposed to play to the end of the time. Um, but those mm-hmm. guys are out there just throwing lobs and goofing around. And, um, you know, it, it's not it, – it's a break, right? It's in the middle of the yeah. season. You, you want to be – you know, take some time, heal your body, um, I just, I just, if there's anything we could possibly do, sports are, there's anything at all we could possibly do, um, please help me just to keep Draymond oh, Green. Let me tell you, let me tell you, it's number two on the list. First on the list is Indianapolis going to uh, Central Time. But after that. You're, you're going to get Draymond Green off the air? <laughs> yeah, that could be third. Yeah, because I, you know, I've never been so unimpressed in my life with the Celtics scoring 55 in the All-Star Like, I don't care. I don't even put that on as a list of accomplishments. Yeah, I mean, because it's 55 out of, like, 
298 points. All right, we're going to move on. I like that topic, Ray. It's uh, it's interesting to think about. Um, there are some some people that just – there's no way to get that right, and that's why we have you as the sports czar to hopefully fix uh, some of those all-star weekends. So um, before we go into top three, bottom three, real quick, this will be like a 30-second topic. Um, a friend up in Portland who is uh, related to a radio station, uh, 1080 The Fan, up in Portland, Oregon – um, one of the hosts brothers of a big show up there is doing this thing called catch 365 that I thought was super cool. And, um, every day he's playing catch with somebody different for a year. And, and I think ESPN is going to do a big piece on this. I thought we'd just kind of like jump ahead of them before they get to uh, air this. But, um, you know, the final day, so it's 364 was yesterday. I believe today, as we speak on March 1st is day 365. Um, if there was, uh, so the final day, I'm sorry, is it's going to be Ken Griffey Jr. that he gets to play catch with because this, oh, wow. this, you know, this undertaking has kind of gained some notoriety, some publicity. So my question for you, Ray, if you could play catch with anyone, alive or dead, and have a catch, as they say in Field of Dreams, uh, who would you play catch with? Uh, clearly, Larry Joe Bird. Oh, like, I, I, the moment you started talking about, this, of course. I don't. I don't care if he's a bat. Like we can pass the basketball. I don't care. We can throw a football. It doesn't matter to me. Larry Joe Bird. Final answer. Oh man, that's really disappointing. I, I love the Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. call. <laughs> you knew that was my answer. Come on. I, I was thinking you might say somebody. Is it, I don't know. Baseball. <laughs> is, it, is it like one of those like, first base Joe mitts Bird? with like the weird fingers? Um, God, Larry Bird. He is six. He is six nine. It's so a big I target. Mean, advantage is if I throw the ball too high, like he's going to catch it. But he, I don't. I don't know if he can bend over anymore yeah. the way he moves. Don't throw it low, or it's going by, or put him in front of a wall. Um, I brought this topic in, and I'm not really sure who I would say. I love Ken Griffey Jr. Um, I think it would be fun to to see someone, you know, like a Bo Jackson again. Um, those would probably be my two choices, just because they were my. Okay, I'll give up. you. I'll give you a baseball guy. Just for the colorfulness of it, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go way back, uh, and some of our uh, more seasoned fans will appreciate this. I don't think I could bring my kids because I'm not sure what Billy Martin would actually say, <laughs> but I think it'd be Billy Martin because of the amount of stories that guy would have. Oh yeah, yeah, millions of stories, or like a John Crook, or yeah, or that's what I'm saying, Darren yeah, Dalton. That would be. That would be good. Not Lenny Dykstra, though, because then he'd take your wallet. I'm just kidding, <laughs> allegedly. It was just a joke. Well, you'd be like, hey, you want to invest in a car wash? Um, okay, <laughs> so there's like four people right now that are laughing at that joke. We're going to go real quick here. Uh, top three, bottom three, jumping right in. And this is an easy one. This is one everybody can play along. We want to hear about your, your opinion on social media. Again, this is the Dueling Coaches Show on 88.7 The Pulse. Uh, Coach Ray here with Coach Mark. Uh, well, he's Ray. I'm Mark. Uh, top three, bottom three is how we finish every show. Um, please let us know on our social media, Instagram.com slash Dueling Coaches. No space, uh, Facebook, all of that. We're just Dueling Coaches. What are your top three, bottom three sandwiches, Ray? Sandwiches? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going there. Um, okay, number one sandwich. I'm going to try it every time. Uh, it is my go-to at Jimmy John's because they're super fast. They're freaking fast. Uh, Cubano. Ooh. Yeah, something about the ham and the pickles and the mustard. Like, if I gave you those ingredients separately, I would say no chance, no way. But, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Cubano guy. Can I, can I help you there, Ray? It's Cubano, not Cubano. 
Uh, so, <laughs> okay, sorry. that's your number one overall pick. That's great because it leaves uh, the BLT on the board for me. Uh, you can't mess it up. There's just impossible to mess up. BLT, bacon, lettuce, tomato, simple and effective. You can't go wrong. I'll take it all day long. Your turn. Oh, I love that. Hey, uh, bottom three for me, um, what's the one that's on rye bread? It's like roast beef on rye bread with, like, onions and stuff. What is that? The Reuben. There you go. Reuben. Uh, trash sandwich. Uh, everything about the trash. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why any red-blooded American would order a Reuben. Um, they seem to be like a, 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 a you know, with what is it, uh, sauerkraut like yeah. Cornish, yeah, 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 yeah. corn like, beef like that's hash. A big addition like, oh no you can get it with sauerkraut you can get it with some something that molds in the ref- back of the refrigerator <laughs> oh disgusting sure tastes like it yeah i'm not i'm not going there and that's actually was my bottom three um but i'm gonna throw a little bit of a uh a wrench in this and just see what okay. what happens um we got a couple minutes left um what about the cheeseburger are you counting a burger as a sandwich? Wait, that, what is wrong with you? Well, so my producer is freaking out right now over here. Uh, the question is, is a burger a sandwich? And no. I want you to tell me why not. Uh, difference between uh, the breads, right? So a bun, anything that's considered a bun now takes it out of the sandwich. Uh, different than a hoagie roll, but once nope. you go bun, the bun means it's a burger, man. So what do they call the roast beef and cheddar at Arby's, right? Is that a burger? <laughs> God, you walked me right into that one. Wow, what a great rainmaker moment for you. <laughs> I'm dropping the mic on that one. And that's been top three, bottom three, folks. No, I mean, it, and that's that's an argument. Tell us what you think. We want to know. Again, hit up hit us up on social media. Um, we've got the, the Q Bono, and we've got the, the BLT on top. We both agree that Ruben's on bottom. The question is, where does the burger go? Um, where has the time gone, Ray? Episode five. We're almost in the books here. And I know you've got a hard out because Jeff Bezos is knocking at your door. The wheels of commerce are always turning. <laughs> I'm going to leave you with one more hot, hot take, Coach Mark. Um, we'll talk about this next time. There you go. There's a little tease for next time. I'm going to tell you why the meatball sub at Subway belongs on the bottom. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm going to also tell you on next episode why a, a, a taco some people think a taco is a sandwich. It's not. Come on. This is the Dueling Get Coaches Show on 88.7 The Pulse. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Dueling Coaches Show. I'm Tristan Bryant, your host. Tune in with your weekly favorite Dueling Coaches featuring Coach Mark and Coach Ray. We look forward to having you every week on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 88.7 The Pulse. And of course, let us know what you think from any funny topics to anything that caught your ears. And line us through our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the same at Dueling Coaches and listen live on The Pulse at Pulse.com.